0: I'm Sarah Mitchell and I got next
1: You next up and you ain't been on sports like talk? Like what are you doing? <laughs>
2: hey
0: you better hit him up. Look,
2: you breaking next and you up next. Keep the Queen
0: so hard. Run the star on the big scene. Make them know who you are. You don't break the sweat don't set up for less they put you through that test your resume that flex who got next who got next slt heard to say go who got next who got next living my dreams and all your goals who got next who got next you can be Jones or head coach who got next who got next you next up so here's my
2: vote
1: We are back in the building with another fire episode of Sports Life Talks. You got next, a series for the voices of tomorrow, a platform that tells about rising stars achieving big dreams and doing big things. And today, you know, I've always been a little afraid of these people, Kevin, but this time I got faith that the good folks in the Northeast, New Jersey, stand up. We got Sarah Mitchell, assistant coach at NJIT. How you doing today, coach? I'm good. That introduction video was legit.
2: Uh, well, well, you know what? I don't like to give him too many props, but that, that was too- <laughs> well, that was awesome. coach. We have to have a big that introduction. Was awesome. We got to have a big introduction for
1: big stars like yourself because Sports Life Talk Nation, we are closing in on a hundred episodes of You Got Next, and for the first time ever. The first time ever, from a preparation standpoint of view, we got a resume, ladies and gentlemen. That is what I call preparation. Setting the bar high, folks. If we (laughs) drop the ball today, if we don't give you a good story today, then it's on us. Because everything we needed about Sarah Mitchell, we got it. And I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this story is phenomenal. So buckle up. I am your host, the mouth of the South B. Jones, the Louisiana Man, Mr. Yeet himself, I'm rocking alongside of my co-host, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, the head coach, KT. And that's right, Kev. I'm going to call you a head coach because you worked hard, sir. How you feeling today, man?
2: You must be sick because normally you'd be like, well, he's a coach and you're going to be the assistant coach. He's going to be the head coach. No, hey, <sighs> I'm feeling great. You know what I'm feeling like, B. Jones? What's that, I sir? That, I got that Hooper swag. If you, if you go to Coach Mitchell's Instagram page, you will just see. She's just swagged out. She's just so cool. She's <laughs> smooth with it, man. So I'm going to try to be like her today. Now, Kevin, I'm not going to let you off the hook, though. Let's go.
1: Back in the day. And I'm saving I'm giving y'all a little bit of a teaser. Okay. But this young lady got hope skills, y'all. She sent us a video, the highlight video. Oh, my She could get buckets. So, Kev, I know we three ACL surgeries down the road, for. But do you think you can, get, you can do anything with her on that court? Is she a legitimate threat to
2: you? B. Jones, every person that's come on here is a legitimate threat to me because I (laughs) am a lot older than Coach. And I'm pretty sure she's in better shape than I am, but don't get it twisted. I'll get a couple of buckets on them before I lose, though. 12-7, Kev.
1: I got Coach Mitchell. Hey, mm-hmm. Sports Life Talk Nation, listen, if y'all are joining us for the first time, I want to thank you so much for checking out the channel. It means a lot to us. Kevin and I, we wake up every day with the mission to spread in the word of these phenomenal human beings, and we couldn't do it without you. So we have to, we have to hold out our hands for a second. We got to ask you for a small favor. A little itty, 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 itty bitty favor so brooklyn new york all the way overseas to germany on the count of three we need y'all to give us some love by the way of click currency 3.99 all we need you to do is smash that subscribe button are y'all ready one two three boom coach mitchell did your people What's do up? that for us because i feel i feel I, like we get some love i got some people
0: for you don't worry
1: Hey, well, I tell you what, if y'all did smash that button, congratulations. Welcome to the Sports Life Talk Nation family. We got almost 100 episodes of You Got Next. Great stories. You got to go check out the archives, just like the one we got here today. We about to blow this one up, by the way. And then we got 100 more live episodes from when Kevin and I go stream live on Wednesday night. So go check them out. We promise y'all it's content on top of content. Non-stop laughter, non-stop fun, non-stop stories, real authentic conversations. But let's start the one up today—the one we got here, le- the legitimate hype <laughs> of the Northeast. Coach Sarah Mitchell, Coach, are you ready for the Sports Light Talk Initiation?
2: I am so ready. All right, let's go, Kev. All right, Coach Mitchell. So to initiate you into the SLT family, you got to give us your top five music artists.
0: All right, this is probably going to surprise you guys. Um donald jones number one uh grew up in the 90s r&b vibe so that's number one for me uh miguel is on the next one uh i would say drake follows then uh pink after that and then i love me some Usher and probably know every song
2: so yeah Don- yeah pink I- yeah
0: pink i know she's like left field from all that but you know growing up she was kind of that Face, so yeah,
2: no. She started off with you know R and B. So, mm-hmm. give her pink is dope, I, I love some pink. I love pink too. Yeah, not, not sure. even your head on pink. But I think the Donnell Jones, that's probably the first one, right?
1: Yes, yeah, definitely the first pink. Definitely the first Donnell Jones. <laughs> I think we've had a couple of ushers though. Yeah, we and had everybody say do right and, and kill everything. So,
2: yeah. But now Donnell Jones is stuck in my head. Now I want to see where I want. I want to sing where I want to be, but I won't do that. So I'm gonna. We're gonna move right on. <laughs> so give us give us your favorite sports teams.
0: So, interesting question. Obviously, I'm a coach, uh, so very biased. My team is always my favorite team. As far as watching, I just appreciate sports. I just like watching sports. I don't really have a favorite team. Um, I was just watching the semifinals of the WNBA, and I'm like, who are you rooting for? I'm like, I just want to see a good game. So, um, probably not the best answer, but that's what I got
2: no coach whatever you say today is gold and about the bathroom <laughs> what i want to say i hate that they have that game on today at three o'clock knowing all the nfl games will be going on why not give them their own stand standalone day I like know. on a tuesday give those ladies some rest but i digress all right coach so who is your favorite superhero and why
0: um so again i think i'm like trendy of like untraditional answers uh i don't really watch or have a superhero fan i did ask my dad because he's like a complete superhero geek and i'm like i need to take your answer because i don't i don't know anything um and uh he said batman (laughs) and i asked him why and he said because he's one of the few that is an actual human aside from the other superheroes i was like you know what that's actually a good answer i like it
2: well you your dad is okay with me because my favorite yeah. superhero of all time is Batman as well. So for my next question, we're gonna pretend that you're a bat girl. So we're gonna call you Bob Barbara Gordon. So Miss Gordon, since every good superhero needs their own theme music, what would your theme song be? <laughs> How is
0: Batman with the Circle of Life playing in the background?
2: <laughs> that is kinda of weird, but if that's the song you wanna go you, with. you, know. you talk about the
1: Lion King sorry?
0: I am talking about the Lion King. That's my favorite movie Elton of all John? time. you talking so, Elton John. Yeah,
1: yeah. Very that's a mad, Crazy collabo, Bruce Wayne and Elton John. That's hilarious.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's the first one that i'm pretty sure it's gonna be the last one too but with that said you know, <laughs> i think it's safe to say that coach mitchell is in our family so
1: take it away hey, bro. welcome to the family coach but i'm gonna tell you donnell jones where i want to be is probably the most saddest song i've ever heard He I mean,
2: doesn't understand <laughs> me because i really <laughs> been achieved yeah oh, i hate y'all
1: you know. just had to endure that oh, oh i was gonna, gonna, gonna
2: keep man. going but hey Oh
1: stop it. I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. So let's start this thing off cuz every superhero has an origin story and yours is pretty unique. We talking about a lot of a lot of miles, right? So you were mm-hmm. born in Germany? Tell us a little bit about about your transition from Germany to the States.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a culture shock only because I went right to Brooklyn. (laughs) So (laughs) talk about uh, talk about a culture shock. I definitely grew up right away. And I was 13. Um, I had to learn the language, which was also kind of crazy at 13. So I got here at the end of seventh grade into eighth grade. Um, So they put me in like an institution where they basically specialize in teaching the language. So I had to kind of get on board with that. But um, I feel pretty Americanized now.
1: (laughs) So hold on. You 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 were born and you came up up until the point of uh, of the age of thirteen speaking a total different language. Correct. Yeah. I would not be able to tell that from listening to you. <laughs> no. I hear no dialect. And maybe my earphones need to be turned up a little bit, but I it's I true. just don't hear any of that uh, in any other dialect in in your voice at all.
0: Yeah, you
1: probably just hear Brooklynese at this point. One hundred percent. It's all Brooklyn now. I hear, I hear Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Now, it, from, from what I understand, it's kind of tough growing up in Brooklyn, huh? So you out here yeah on the streets it's different just learning american or learning english and learning american cultures and you in brooklyn somewhere was fast paced they mm-hmm. ain't got time to wait they very straight to the point was that crazy yep. for you or?
0: i mean it, you just kind of have to adjust you know like that's just life so there was no time with learning the language my parents we all just kind of moved here and started from scratch so it was a hustle right away we had to make our own money, you know, learn the language, find jobs, kind of like it with zero. Um, so there was no time to really think about how hard it was. You just kind of had to do it,
1: you know. So, but you knew one, you knew one language that's international and that's hoping. So how did you use the game of basketball to help you to, uh, to transition? Well, how did you use that game in order to progress and, <coughs> and to find your own lane here in America?
0: Yeah, really interesting. So Germany is very soccer driven, uh, obviously. Uh, my dad, slash stepdad, um, he actually was born and raised in Coney Island, Brooklyn. Um, so he was stationed in the military in Germany. So then when he met my mother, I just developed this love for basketball. I don't, I really don't know why. I wasn't put into it. I just kind of was that one girl that was hooping outside with men, you know? Um, and he just kind of was like we got to give this kid a shot. She's actually pretty good. And I actually didn't think I was good. I just really liked the sport. Um, So then I came to Brooklyn in middle school and that coach was like, this kid's good. And I really had no idea how good I was, to be honest. Um, I always find that sports is a way for you to express yourself, no matter what your personality or your environment is. Um, So I just kind of ran with it and I stuck with the sport and I turned out all right. So I just went with it. It made great. me comfortable. It made me who I was.
1: Well, you 100 percent turned up. You found a <laughs> lot of success. You led the nation in scoring. Like what is that? It's just just. I mean, because I saw the stroke. It's silky smooth. You got great footwork. You were out there getting buckets. Like did you did you talk trash in German to them sometimes, or did you <laughs> did you keep all your trash talk uh, English? It, it depends.
0: It depends on my audience. I would say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so so you played some collegiate ball as well right mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the collegiate at king you uh, did i get that correct
0: yeah king university so actually i led the nation in score and went up was a year at uh juco um unfortunately when i went to college i actually tore my acls throughout my right. entire like college career so i actually didn't even get to play college basketball which is really sad but i had a really killer juco year obviously um And then fortunately enough, right out of college, I got into coaching. So I just kind of realized that that's my calling after it.
1: Well, that's what makes you you got next worthy, right? Because you had to go through some trials and losing your knees three times. uh, And and I know we we see these stars come back nine to 10 months after ACL surgeries. But that's kind of a new thing. You know, 10 years ago, ACL surgery was almost a. A death penalty, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. coming back from that was like super crazy. So, but you were able to find your niche, you were able to find your craft, it forged you into the coach you are. And it seems like you're one of those types of coaches that take that passion. And you are able to forge or rebuild the rebuilder of programs, is what I like to say. So tell us a little bit about this, this assistant coach journey, being a recruiting coordinator, and how you're able to go into schools like NYU and STAC, and now you're at NJIT, and to help these programs to start having a lot of success.
0: Um, you know, I just kind of grew up in the motto of working hard. I just really worked hard and it's really weird when you are passionate about something like you guys are, it really doesn't feel like work, you know? And when you're passionate, you work like 20 times harder. And you don't even realize how hard you're going because you actually really love what you're doing, you know? So like staying up three, four in the morning to do scouting reports, like it comes natural because you're competitive and you're passionate about the sport. Um, You know, I started coaching at 22. I never really thought I was gonna be a collegiate coach at that age, I had dreams of going to play overseas and stuff, but um, starting at that age, I think really helped me be able to connect with my players on a different level too. You know, given the ACLs, given my age, given my, you know, academic achievements, I was just like really able to relate to them and know how to get certain things out of them that maybe if I hadn't gone through all those things, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, So I think just doing something that you're super passionate about, makes the job 10 times easier. You know, it's, I look forward. I I miss my kids today. You know, I'm like, I look forward to going to work tomorrow and seeing them. So
1: now, now, um, I don't know if it's something about overseas, but I know if I get a doctor one day, I want it to be a German because it just seems <laughs> like people from Germany are super, super smart. Maybe it's in the water or something, but you actually have achieved a lot education wise. So I know you have high education. We're talking about a person that was valedictorian of your high school. You were magnum cum laude. Uh, and when you graduated from, from university, you got a master's degree. So I'm, I'm just from, from all of these educational things, is that something that's part of, of the kids that you bring into your program? programs is that one of the just the just the natural smarts is why you find success bringing in a smarter kid
0: yeah for sure um i always i mean very biased story obviously you got to have a plan b you know i'm the prime example i tore my acls three times i had a sports management a major with a coaching minor. So at least I enjoyed what I was studying. I always tell my kids, make sure you're picking something you're passionate about, make sure you you have a degree that sets you up for life, you know, not just because of injuries, but the ball eventually stops bouncing, you know, so you got to do something you're passionate about. And sometimes it takes them a while. But I was fortunate enough to be part of very high academic institutions too. you know, NYU is NYU. Um, so we had to recruit a certain type of kid at stack the same thing with division Too, you kind of recruit high academic kids so you can split the athletic and academic scholarship money. So we targeted those types of kids too. And then at NGIT, it's actually a ranked like 100 ranked university um, in a top 100. Sorry, that that wasn't very intelligent. Um, So um, it's a really good academic school too, which requires us again to target a certain audience. So it's kind of been in my background as an individual. um, And it's something I enjoy too, because I've always had this dream of coaching at the division one level, but also making sure that it's a fair balance with the academics too. Cause that's really important to me.
1: Now in this phenomenal press kit, you sent us over. I got to keep giving <laughs> kudos for that. So everybody else. <laughs> Follow the blueprint of Coach Sarah Mitchell if you come on the show. I mean, she gave us so much background. It's crazy. But I saw a picture that I had to bring up. It was a picture of you celebrating with your players. And, that I, you know, I see that all the time. We see coaches celebrate with that. That's awesome, right? That's the, that's the stuff that makes us all worth it to see that joy. But I looked in the background of the picture, and there were cut-out people in the stands. <laughs> and it made me realize that we are really just at the tail end, and we're still in the midst of COVID, but – People had to endure crazy 18 months and athletics was no different. So tell us what it was like for you coaching through COVID, actually being competitive and playing through COVID. And how did it change you as a person and your coaching style?
0: Yeah, I think actually that year really exposed how important relationships and connections are in a sport. You know, that 2020 year, we had six incoming freshmen. We didn't have a summer session. We didn't have any time to do anything in the spring. So we were bringing in six freshmen who, one, didn't know the team they were coming into necessarily or each other the right way that you would traditionally do. Um, So it really gave us an opportunity to kind of think outside the box on how we can connect with one another. Uh, we incorporated this thing called Family Fridays. So every Friday, we would come at it was 545 every Friday. Um, and two people at a time presented about their lives. So it was just another another opportunity for us to feel closer, even though we were further apart, so to speak. Um, so when by the time, those freshmen got in and got here, it felt really easy to just mesh together. They were comfortable right away. They connected, they are sisters. They love each other so much. Um, And I think when you put all of those intangibles together, the success awaits, you know, and it's gonna mean that much more uh, because of it. So we had an opportunity to really dig deep as far as just becoming closer during that time. That stuff matters, you know, when you don't have an emotion uh, behind what you're doing, like we talked about passion, um, as well as these kids, their emotions towards each other. Uh, A team sport doesn't mean anything, you know, and these guys really celebrate each other's successes and they do everything together. And it was a hard year, um, but they got through it. We didn't have one case. We didn't have one hiccup. We didn't quarantine. We had nothing. Um, So they really bought in. They Put themselves in the bubble freely we didn't tell them to do anything um but they really wanted it because they really cared about each other um so i want to say it brought us closer um we really got through it um and now in many ways those tw- you know those 2020 kids are now experiencing their freshman year actually um Cause now they're getting to walk around campus and see people, you know, now they can invite their families to games and all those things. Now they get to eat in the cafeteria. You know, They get to go in their locker rooms, like those things, you, you just kind of take for granted and you don't really realize how good you have it or what normalcy really means. Um, yeah. so they don't, they, they're definitely, they came back differently, um, in a good way.
2: All right, coach. So how tall are you? <laughs>
0: I'm like six, five. No, I'm
2: 5'7". Okay, so I'm 5'7". 5'7", <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Alright, B. Jones, you said 12'8". I'm saying 12'9". Now, I think I can get a point because I'm Because <laughs> I'm Alright, Cole, so if you could pick any WNBA player in the league and have them go back to your school as a freshman, who would it be and why?
0: This is a great question. So, I have idolized Becky Hammond all of my life. Um, she is kind of that image of, like, working really hard and did things untraditionally. Um, she actually signed my 1000 point ball. She actually came to a high school game of mine, which was crazy. Um, true mm-hmm. story. Uh, yeah. Imagine you're bringing a ball down and Becky Hammond just go sits in your stands. I never called a timeout so quick in my life. <laughs> um, uh, literally sat there, watched me. Um, she apparently, um, was, is or was married at that time to a coach that was recruiting me. So in. The process of being recruited, I must have mentioned Becky Hammond and how much I idolized her. So she sent her to my game, hey, uh, which was crazy.
1: Right then and there. Like oh my that, gosh. Huh? It was
0: nuts. It was nuts. I couldn't believe it. I might have dropped 30 that game.
1: Ooh, got buckets <laughs> on the head.
2: <laughs> it was fun, though. I bet it was. So, how do you balance family and, and basketball?
0: Um, I think it's important for your family to know what you're doing. Um, you know, I think also when people get married in this profession and have children, I think it's important to have someone that understands the grind and just how consuming it is. Um, you know, I always love it when people say, wow, you get to coach basketball games, how fun, you know, I'm like, that's like 5% of the job, you know, like game time is what's fun, but the work that happens behind the scenes of this gig is insane. And again, like, you enjoy it, you love it. But the recruiting, the demand the travel, um, I personally love it, you know, it's just me, I don't have siblings, it's just me, my parents. Um, And it's, it's fun for me, but um, I don't really have a lot of like a big family uh, that is affected by it. But um, it's fun when you have big families, and they come to every game and you see our traditional Girls that bring all of their, you know, grandparents, and they all have their seats in the stands, and uh, we have big support systems. But it's a very demanding job. Um, I think it's really important that you have a family that understands that, and you're able to communicate that.
2: All right. So you mentioned you're five seven, coach. I got a daughter. She's six one, and we're looking for a school for her to continue her basketball career. Why
0: should right, I? Let me take my. Take, let me take my notes here. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm, I'm jotting it down. Tell me more.
2: <laughs> All right, so you're gonna be disappointed later. All right, so why I <laughs> send her to NJIT to play under a uh, play for Coach Winker?
0: Well, NJIT is a great school. Obviously, uh, the academic standpoint is phenomenal. Like I said, it's part of why I do this too to give kids an opportunity to get an education through basketball. There's no better gift than that. Um, Also, I think our location is awesome. We're right next to New York City, about 30 minutes away. So the location is great. Um, and then I don't know if you guys have seen it, but we have a brand new arena. It is beautiful. It is one of the nicest one in the, you know, in the tri-state area. I'm not just saying that cause I'm biased. Um, but it is a lot, a lot of fun to play in that gym. And it's actually really fun to see people come visit and they're like, wow i didn't know this place existed you know um it is new so again academically location wise and basketball on the rise everything is everything's great i love that place i i can't say enough good things about it
2: well coach i just want to let you know that was just hypothetical i don't have a daughter but that that i know of so i hope it's not anybody out there last name of thomas that you know okay let me move on (laughs) All right, Coach, <laughs> so this is the part of the show where I get in your business, business, okay? No problem. All right, so you've seen the movie Love and Basketball, correct? Yes. Let's pretend that you're Monica Wright. Is there a Quincy McCall in your life? <laughs> no. There is not. And is this, this is by choice, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's by choice.
0: Um it's not that it's by choice it just again uh, if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't you know and i believe everything in life happens for a reason so um if one day it happens i'm more than open to it um but right now you know i love my gig (laughs) i love what i do so i'm in love with the job so they say
2: all right b jones so are you ready man
1: Kevin, we're going to start a separate show because I'm noticing a lot of these beautiful coaches and athletes. Yeah,
2: they're single and yeah, we got to.
1: We might need to do a Netflix documentary (laughs) on relationships and sports, man, because that's that's the purpose of Sports Life Talk. That's what we came up with to talk about relationships and sports, man. I don't know. We might need to set some healthy boundaries.
2: That's what throws out there. Before I got married to my wife who I love, love so much dearly, dearly, dearly. I was always attracted to a female Hooper. That was just me. I, I don't know if it's just the swag or whatever, but yeah, anyway, let's move on, B Jones. Is it that time? It is that time, sir. All right, Deontay Wilder, welcome
1: to oh, no, the no, championship. No 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 no, no,
2: no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you do that to me. <laughs> no, no, no. But go ahead, do, try again, sir.
1: Welcome to the championship rounds, a part of the show with Kevin and I. We, we turn on each other and we become competitive and you, Coach Mitchell, now are calling all the shots. Have you ever played a game called Would You Rather? Yes. All right, well, then the rules are very simple. Both Both of the hosts will present to you an option. You select the option that's most applicable to you, and the host that gets that option correct will gain a point. The first host to two points, or the best out of three, will win this episode's game of championship rounds. And for those of you who've been rocking along with us for so, 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 so many episodes, the score is 50 episodes Kevin to 43 episodes B. Jones. So Kevin has a nice little healthy cushion, so that means i must literally win the next seven in a row coach so uh so uh in order to avoid i guess the season one victory will go to kevin all right coach are you ready i'm ready
2: all right let's go kev you're the defending defending champion all right would you rather coach a player that became a hall of famer and gives you the credit for their success or coach a player that becomes a coach wins a ring and says they couldn't have done it
1: without Coach Sarah Mitchell.
0: Becomes a coach.
1: There we go. That's one point for the mouth of the South B. Jones. Oh, but you do bullish. know I'm the
2: one that's been talking to you and reaching out to you and everything. I'm, it out. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling very bullish right now.
0: It's all about what they do after, you know, that's why. All right,
1: round number two. Coach, would you rather go to a concert on the beach and get front row seats to Donnell Jones or Drake
2: or, or Pink or Watch well, us give a whole top five, B Jones? All right, go shoe shopping with your closest friends with unlimited access at a Nike store.
0: Mm. Nike store I'm not a big concert girl
2: yeah yeah that's fair that's (laughs) fair
0: sorry man
2: all right so round three four dollars so coach one of us is gonna be happy the other one will be mad the rest of the show so it all depends on you who's gonna be what all right so would you rather go back in time knowing what you know now and doing everything over again or would you rather
1: fast forward it 10 years And be an established head coach
0: i would go back
2: sorry so b jones you would have had to win all of these right so that's 51. that's that's season one i think i think
1: we got to see how many more episodes we got left in season one (laughs) you know what one might you might have won the belt for season one
2: sir (laughs) thank you so much coach milcher you you're a baller. I'm a hooper. We, we, we just get wins. That's all we do. So, B. Jones, do whatever you want to. I'm going to be happy the rest of the show. So, take off. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Deontay Wilder. Well, listen, the name
1: of the show is You Got Next, Coach Mitchell. So, let's talk about that. What does the future hold for you? Because apparently you don't want to go forward 10 years and see yourself as an established head coach. So, what does the future hold for you, Coach Mitchell?
0: Well, the only reason why I didn't pick that is because I don't want to lose that time. I actually want to know what happens until I get there. So that that's sense. that's that's the only reason why. Um, but obviously, at some point, I definitely want to get... You know, be a head coach myself. Um, when I started coaching, I always knew uh, that this is something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Um, and then when I started coaching at the division three level, I actually told myself that I wanted to experience all divisions under my belt. Um, and I can say that, that I have, I was at the D3, D2, D1 level now. Um, <clears throat> so hopefully that can be a good uh, pitch one day uh, for that position, you know?
1: Right. What 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 can we expect for those NG, NJIT fans, right? Those who rocking along with the program, the Highlanders stand up. What can they expect out of the Highlanders women's basketball team this season?
0: That they're going to be the most connected team.
1: Um,
0: wins or losses, you know, sometimes they don't matter as much as the experience on its own. Um, So I think what we've built culture wise and the intangibles of this program are going to stand out. Um, And once I said, like I said before, once you build that culture, when you start winning, it just feels differently. So I think what you're going to see is a bunch of girls who love each other, who love what they do on the court. They love their coaches. They love basketball and they're going to play their hardest and they're going to love doing it. Um, And you're going to see that
1: now I know you got how I many it's like what 12 to 15 young ladies on the program we actually have
0: 17
1: 17 <laughs> I, know, I know you love all 17 the same so young ladies we not, I do we not but is there any players to watch is there any player that me and Kevin right now we turn on the game we should hey let's look for number 32 let's look for number 17 anybody that we should look out for that you say hey this, this girl got juice
0: yeah, I I would say it starts without point guard. Um she kinda sets the tone. You know, it's naturally who you have your eyes on when the ball, you know, starts rolling anyway. Uh she's our glue. Um and everyone plays off of her and she kind of gets us going. Um she's five six and she plays like she's six five. So uh she just plays so hard. She What's her name? She's probably Lizzie Litwinkle. Um she's uh number four. Uh, she's not number four, she's number fourteen. I believe it's been a while since season started. Um, But, you know, between my one, two and three, those are the girls that kind of set the tone for us. Um, So I'm excited what they'll do this year.
2: All right, coach. So besides Instagram, which we have on the screen, where can uh, the SLT nation find you?
0: Um, Instagram and Twitter. uh, It's the same uh, username for both. Um, So you can definitely find me there. I try to do a lot on social media to keep our audience happy. So, um, that's right here below Look at That perfect. <laughs> All
2: right. So do you have any shout outs you want to give?
0: Um, my parents, uh, like I said, we've, we've done this thing together since day one. I wouldn't be here without them. They gave up everything. I mean, literally everything, uh, for me to literally, <laughs> so, um, I'm grateful, uh, which is why I always worked so hard. I, I did everything to make them proud and keep them proud. So yep. shout out to them.
2: Sorry.
1: Single, uh, single kids what do you call it when you grow up when you just don't only, only, only child, only child yeah y'all it's some good endings out there for y'all don't don't yep. be jealous because you ain't have all these brothers <laughs> and sisters there's something out there for y'all too
2: thank yeah. you jones you know you know i'm an only child as well i so. didn't know that
1: kev i did not know that
2: you didn't know i was only, something new. all these that's years you
1: always that's why you naturally you know be calling me all the time it takes me you, need, you needed
2: a <laughs> brother i'm your brother man no nah, i just want to make check on your mental because sometimes I, worry, I you know i worry about you Alright, Coach, so you're family now, you know, family. We, we look out for each other. With that said, we need for you to help us find our next guest on this series. So, Coach Sarah Mitchell, who would you nominate to be next on the You Got Next series?
0: Um, I think you guys would enjoy talking, actually, to uh, our Do- uh, Dobo, our director of operations, Anisa Sanchez. Uh, she has a unique story, too. Um, she actually ended up Playing overseas so she can give you guys a different uh story and um i think she'd be a lot of fun for you guys to talk to as well
2: all right miss sanchez we are coming after <laughs> you not in that way but we want you on you the got show next. Make- yes yes all right b
1: hey well coach you are phenomenal i love your energy I can tell you right now we're gonna look up in a couple of years and this we're just gonna see some truly 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 amazing things come out of you and your program i'm looking out for njit i know it's gonna be some big things on the horizon and coach sarah mitchell you got next well sports life talk nation our family our tribe we did it again i get I get sad every time we get to this part of the show not because i lost to kevin but just because it's time to say goodbye but we appropriately appreciated the show i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did and listen We need you. Don't forget about the invitation. If you didn't hit the subscribe button 30 minutes ago, hopefully we earned that right. For you to want to become part of Sports Life Talk Nation. So smash that subscribe and share this story. Somebody out there needs to hear this. They 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 suffering through ACLs and they are only ca- child and they don't know what the future holds. They need to hear Sarah's story. It's that good, it's that powerful. So share it. And uh Kevin, and I, if you if you wanna hang out with us a little bit more, I mentioned it earlier in the po- first part of the show. We do go live Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock PM Central Standard Time on YouTube. So come hang out with us. We maniacal about engagement. We're gonna answer back, we're gonna laugh with you, we're gonna cry with you. Uh uh, it, it, but you have to hit the subscribe button and the bell, and you'll be notified. So, But, uh, Kev, what you got, man? I know I'm forgetting something. I, I get so emotional <laughs> at this time of the show. My bad,
2: man. No, you know, you actually did a great job this show, B. Jones. I, I really appreciate you. And like he said, I want to pick it back on that, because just like some churches, they passed that collection, played around three times. So this is your third chance to subscribe. With that said, Coach Mitchell, thank you for rocking with us, bringing that that coach, that Hooper Swan. <laughs> and hey you got two brothers here in dallas they're gonna do whatever we can Family,
0: i appreciate you guys thanks so much for having me you know this stuff is awesome it gives people a voice and you know like you guys said people need to share their stories and um hopefully you guys keep doing this and i appreciate you guys for reaching out
1: Hey, Sports Life Talk Nation, we love y'all. Stay safe, be blessed, respect each other, love one another, because together we are better. Keep dreaming, y'all, because you never know, you may be the next star on Sports Life Talks. You got next.
2: Yeet!